0: It's your girl, Justina Love. We pulled up today. We're in Brooklyn, Park Slope, and we are here with... I mean, let's go down the line. We got CEO. We got manager. We got advertiser. We got... Bre- market. M- m- brand. I mean, you got brands. We.
1: That's a lot, man. There's,
0: there's
2: a little bit of too my, much my going manager, on. My it's man- never too much. Yeah,
1: it's never... My manager said to me yesterday, he asked me, like, yo, what is one word that defines you? He said, you got so many people that are big celebrities and stars... That have one thing that defines them. I said, the man that could. That's it. Ooh, you know the what I'm man saying? that could. I said, because it's too much stuff. You know what I mean? There's too many things that I do. That you can't put me in a box. No, you
0: know ex- co host of my expert opinion,
1: Yes. Matt
0: Papa Show. I Maff. mean, yo, I want to go from the beginning of it all. Because right now, what you're doing for the culture, the way you came in, the man that could.
1: Yeah, the man that is- could. Sincerely, she get that shit pumped, right? Yo, that. but that's
0: exactly what this story is. Yeah, I want to know where the love of it all began for you. What age?
1: Oh, that's you easy. Knew. I'm gonna tell you exactly when. I know the, the exact moment. It's the first time I was on Fifth Avenue with my grandmother in Park Slope. We went to go do laundry. And uh, they, you know, they got a video music box on in there. Mm-hmm. And my introduction to hip hop was like, you know, Slick Rick and Big Daddy Kane and all of them. But visually, it was Method Man. Ooh. So I was going to go barber I mean, in you a, know what a laundromat. Nah, it wasn't even that. It was the M E T H O D man. So I'm looking. I'm like, what's that? Yo, this dude look mad cool. He got the visor cap to the side, the Philly blunt in his in his hat. You know what I mean? The heart vest on, like. He just rhyming and, and I'm like yo and I'm young so I'm 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 getting you know his patterns and stuff like that because it was almost like uh, uh like ABC ish you know what I'm saying so wow, I was like I yo that. and after that I started stealing tapes and all that from Sam Goody <laughs> 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 I was in Sam Goody Tower Records nobody beats I mean uh the Wiz and all of that mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. fucking shoplifting like a motherfucker just getting tapes and CDs of hip hop music specifically Wu Tang. That's wow. where it started, my love for, for, for hip-hop.
0: Now, you talk about grandma,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I feel like it's such a blessing. I was raised by grandma, too.
1: Yeah, abuela.
0: I, there's no love like abuela's love. Man. No cooking like abuela's cooking. <laughs> That's you a know, fact. you talk about, I watched you in interviews talk about how loved you were. Mm-hmm. How if something happened, she was there the minute it happened.
1: Yeah, enabling.
0: But at the same time, you talk about enabling. hmm And you talk about where that kind of led you. Yeah. So I want to talk about that because as a mother, as parents, as minorities, mm-hmm. we always feel like we don't want... Like, we worry about our kids feeling alone. Yeah. We worry about working too much. Mm-hmm. We worry about not having the father home, not having... We worry about these
1: things. Yeah, it's a lot of anxiety.
0: So... I want you to give a give us a little breakdown on the neighborly and, and just that balance that, I mean, it did amazing for you because, I mean...
1: Yeah, after the fact.
0: That love <laughs> is why, the you did, yeah. why you're the man that could, right? Yeah,
1: that's true. That's but true at too.
0: the same time, it led you to places where you were like, shit, I was kind of dumb because I had so much love. Right. Let's talk about that.
1: um So, like, growing up the way I grew up, I was spoiled like i said before um and you know you you don't realize things until it's like retrospect so it's years and years later and you realize where a lot of the problems lie and why you become the person you become but you know being filled with love like i had my grandmother my aunt uh my mom's here and there she was in and out you know she was on drugs so she would disappear come back whatever the case may be and um but my aunts and you know my sisters and stuff like that made sure i was good they like the ones that made me tough Mm-hmm. Wasn't even dudes that made me tough; it was women.
0: You heard?
2: So, yeah. So, <laughs>
1: um, being around that love and then also like learning how to strategize, I learned that from them as well in the household. Like, I used to see like my aunt do a lot of sneaky shit. You know what I'm saying? And I would watch her do <laughs> sneaky shit, and I would fucking partake in her buffoonery. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I'm I'm going. Michael tell uh, you know Ma that I'm gonna be over here, but she really somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it started with stuff like that, and then. Once I was allowed the opportunity to like start going to school by myself is when I really started like being heavily influenced by my peers because it was just everything was in-house at first <clears throat> and I was sheltered. So once I got to school and I started being around people that smoking, I'm talking about junior high school, smoking, drinking, shoplifting, taking cars, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I wanted to be cool, too, because I was semi-bullied, um, you know, being a Jehovah Witness growing up. You feel me? So I'm, I'm the dude. And you know, the
0: limits being a Jehovah when it's yeah, put on you, you get clowned,
1: like you get clowned in school and and amongst your peers. You dressing up every like two, three times a week, you know what I mean? You, you're walking with your grandmother, you got a suit on. It's frowned upon, you know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. in, in our community, but um, it that doing that is what like educated me, right? Like I, I don't I don't believe in their teachings, but I learned a lot. As far as reading, literature, punctuality, discipline grammar, discipline, um, doing, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like
2: speeches? like.
1: Yeah, yeah, when you're, you know, you're on stage and mm-hmm, you're talking mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I learned all that stuff because we had to do talks and we had to sit there and write talks out and memorize it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about this at a young age. So I learned all of that early on. And um, besides all the negative stuff that I've done and that I learned, I also had that side of it. And that side of me is something that's stuck. Like, the negative shit is gone. Mm. It's gone now. But that positive stuff stuck with me, and I just use it to strategize and connect with people, network, establish solid relationships, show people my value, and um, show them how, like, we can progress as one in contrast to separately. Wow. But as far as kids are concerned, what the, the advice I would give parents, I, I'm not a, a, a dad, mm-hmm. and I'm never going to be a dad. But the parents have the the vice cuz
0: right now you were dad so many
1: yeah and right the in position that sense. you're
0: playing you you're a figure you're that I'm a figure too many
1: I, I i i get that <laughs> but as far as kids are concerned what i would say is like try to strike a balance by right? try to have a, a hand of discipline with kids but also give them the freedom to be creative right that was the one thing i was limited on was creativity like, I wanted to do music. I wanted to learn piano. I wanted to sing. I wanted to act. I had all of these... I had this grand imagination, and a lot of it was limited or or suppressed by, you know, the religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I had to go learn it on my own once I, you know, went to prison. But I would say don't limit a child's creativity and their freedom to, to be who they want to be because that'll make them rebel. Wow. Yeah.
0: All right, now we get into... You're getting a little older, right? And the prison thing is happening. Mm-hmm. But you, sir, although what, whatever you went through in prison, mm-hmm. when I talk about abuse, because I heard those stories. Yeah,
1: I got beat the fuck up a few times. And we're going to talk. <laughs> we're, we're, I want to ask a specific question
0: with that, but I don't want to get yeah. into that just yet. You're in jail, you start a whole business.
1: Well, I didn't start it on my own. I don't. I don't. Never okay, want to take so let's talk about that. The, the, the whole credit for that. No, I was just someone who had ideas and creativity and organization. And I knew how it should be put together from the side that I was sitting on, mm-hmm. right? But it's really my my, my brother, Mister Gyro, out in Los Angeles. He's the one who actually put it together, like because something as big as this is can't be put together by somebody sitting in prison. Mm-hmm. He's the one that sacrificed time, energy, um, money. Like talk
0: about YKTV. YKTV magazine.
1: magazine. Yes, the biggest magazine in the prison system. Go get yours. Ooh. Um, At YKTVmagazine.com. Uh, so he's he's the one that that should get the kudos for building the business. I'm just a hand of it, right? That's why I'm the director of marketing and advertising, and I'm a co-founder. You know what I mean? But um. Yeah, I just want to clear that up.
0: But to have that seat, to be a co-founder mm-hmm. who's sitting in jail, yeah, that to me, that's so enlightening.
1: Yeah, it's about the power of manifestation.
0: And what helped you stay in that momentum? What helped you stay in that momentum? I mean, getting beat the fuck up in jail, going through what you were going through, and still having the mentality to want to help somebody who's... Who has total freedom, and you're you're you're, you're two total different situations. Well, well,
1: I mean, for me, the the thing uh, I learned was compassion. Mm -hmm. I always had compassion, so it's like I could be like I could go through some crazy shit, right? Like getting beat up by the police Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be, or my peers, however it goes, and I won't look at my peers who are like the peers that beat me up in a different light, in the same light as them. I'll still treat them like. Everything is good. Everything is all good. The people that did what they did to me, of course I cut them off. I'm not fucking with them no more. But I don't let that judge how I deal with people moving further. Mm. Like one situation. And I always, I've always been a compassionate person. And a lot of times that shit shoots me in my ass. Pause. Because people take it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> people,
0: that was a
2: real
1: pause. that, yeah, was, that, that was a Even super pause. for me,
0: like I sometimes yeah, I'm
1: I like, yeah, r- just, just keep talking. But that one? Yeah, all right. We were going to sh- pause. Sh- um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't like... I don't like carrying luggage. Like, from past trauma onto new relationships. I don't... I don't like doing that because I don't want nobody doing that to me. I don't want nobody to look at me and be like, oh, that nigga's an ex-convict. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He did mad time in prison. He's a recidivist. He liked the rest of these niggas. And I don't... And that su- suppresses my opportunity. I don't want to... Me being in a position of power, I'm not gonna do that to nobody else. You know what I'm saying? If there's a way I can help, if there's things I can do, I'm gonna do it. But, um... What kept me focused for the most part was, as I've said uh, in past interviews, is like my education it was the power of getting my, my degree while in prison because that's something I never thought about on my other state bids, and I kept going in and out. And I was like, yo, I got to do something different. And when I decided to embark on it, um, it just opened my mind. It was like Eureka, yo. I'm not even going to lie It was like Eureka because... I started seeing things so differently that I couldn't even have the same conversations with some of my peers no more. Mm. It's like, they come to me and we talk, they talking this regular degular shit in the yard. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, I'm trying to build something over here. You talking about going to get some deuce. Like, I'm not, I ain't on that type of time. That's K2 for those that don't know. But uh, I'm not on that type of time no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm evolving. And then I wanted to, I wanted to change the image of myself to the people I hurt, right? Like my victims from my crimes. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? I have a long list of victims from, you know, from the crimes I committed. I I was a burglar, that was my crime, Um, in and out of prison, and I was just a thief. So I wanted to change that narrative, especially going back in front of the parole board and stuff like that. And knowing me going in front of them, they're not gonna believe that I changed. They're like, this is the fourth time this motherfucker's been in here. What 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 is he Must done differently? And then. he's a mm-hmm. grown man now. Like he's in his thirties, he's he's done. He's gonna be the same person all the time. But they let me go. You know? And
0: what do you say to the man who's in there who feels that? Cause that to feel that pressure, to feel that people are looking at you like you can't be no better.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're not gonna do better. We're gonna see you here again. A system that's created to keep us in that realm of coming back. It's almost like they they orchestrate it for you.
1: No, and um I agree with you to a certain extent, but I have to negate that because look at me <laughs> right? That's right. You gotta think about the people That's who right. the people who could, right? That's that right. said to themselves, I'm going to change. Like I'm tired of people creating this narrative about me. I'm gonna tell my own story. I'm going to be the person I see in my mind is, I'm going to reflect that on the outside. And hopefully that resonates to the people around me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the successful people that you see coming out of the positions that I came in, came from, that have done that, they never went back. They mm-hmm. never looked back. And I actually use how other people define me in that negative space as fuel for my fight. It's not an easy process. It don't happen overnight. Like, I didn't get it to my late 30s. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I understand the struggle that young, young brothers and sisters is going through and stuff. But at any fucking moment, you can snap your finger and change it. You can change it like at any moment because of because you have the power of choice. It's plain and simple, but I understand it's not easy. But if you want people to look at you differently and you want to have a different way of going about things, you have to change how people perceive you. You got to do that within yourself. And it's doable. We see examples all the time of that.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: I love to hear it. Yeah. You learned to beatbox in jail?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> no, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that's crazy you brought that up. <laughs> you remember that shit? It should be Nah, I've been beatboxing since I was like seven. Since I was a kid. Oh,
2: my goodness. Yeah. And
1: it was just like, it was naturally. I didn't even... I wasn't, like, in my room playing with my toys and just trying to learn how to do it. It was, like, the music. I remember the first beat I ever beatboxed, it was uh, Slick Rick's song, uh, Mona Lisa. Like, every Sunday, we used to, my grandmother used to, you know, we clean the crib and stuff like that. And she always had a radio playing. And that song was playing. And one day, I just started. Dun, 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 dun. Like, just I'm like, and my grandmother was like, like Where's that, that the sound <laughs> coming from?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like well, when they do puppets, what do they exclusive? The ventriloquist, the ventriloquist. I'm yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What, the son, There's like an extra voice box in there, right?
1: Yeah, Timbaland said that too. When I'm there, Timbaland <laughs> was like, yeah, Where all that bass coming from? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I, I it, it was just it was just natural. I ain't gonna lie. I I can't tell you that I can't see. I mean, I, as I grew older, I uh, I learned how to make it more sophisticated. But I was always good at mimicking, like even watching Family Matters and and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, I love it. The Cosby Show and all that, and going in the mirror and <laughs> mimicking, you know, the scenes and stuff like that by myself. I was good. Also good at, I guess it's the hippopotamus whatever part of the brain it is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hippocampus. And I guess that part of my brain is like. Larger, so I would just retain retain rhythm and and sound, and I'll be able to to mimic it for the most part. Yeah.
0: So, meeting Mav Hava,
1: mm-hmm.
0: coming out of jail, changing your life. Yeah. Now, for me, I'm sure you've said the story a thousand times, right? How you met him, and we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's. You said something so important to me. You said he gave me an opportunity.
1: hmm
0: I had to prove myself. Yeah. And I feel like right now, we're kind of in an industry where there's so many opportunities at hand that... I want to get into the idea of gatekeeping, right? Somebody <laughs> like Math Hoffa, right? hmm To come and give you an opportunity like this. Yeah. Do you feel we need more of that right now? Now yeah. I feel like the opportunity like mm. signing on to Instagram, that's an opportunity. Opening a page now, that's an opportunity. You got you got sign on YouTube, that's an opportunity. Mm. But it's not like an opportunity of someone who's sitting in a hot seat.
1: Okay, so I'm going to put it to you like this, right? I I I'm not going to say always, but As of the last 10 years, I've been a believer of creating your own opportunity, Mm. right? You create your own opportunity by the road you pay for yourself. Mm -hmm. When I came home from prison, I paved a certain road and I had a mindset that, yo, I'm going to get lit. I'm not gonna get lit as a rapper, but I'm gonna get lit in the music industry in some form or fashion. And it started with the magazine being in prison and connecting with artists and stuff like that. That was like my opening, Mm -hmm. right? But then coming home and not sleeping, running out to six, seven events a night, you know, industry events, acting like I'm a security guard to get in the spots, um, chasing behind shampoo. You were
0: still doing your own sneaky shit.
1: Yeah, I was, was super that sneaky. That's the burglary you. skills you heard. I was uh, slipping in the shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, I sacrificed a lot uh, because I wanted to create an opportunity for every year to get bigger and bigger. And, when I reflect on, you know, me meeting math and stuff like that and the fact that we met through a therapist, that's cool. But prior to that, it was me creating opportunities for myself. I was in a space, when I met him face-to-face, I was in a space I wasn't even supposed to be in. I snuck into uh, the uh, club, Made in right? America event,
2: mm.
1: right, in Philly. I snuck into it. I wasn't even supposed to be there. I had a shout-out to my man, Dren Star. I had a Duce shirt on. I had a bucket hat on.
2: He had the
0: whole get up. And
1: he was like, yo, oh, he yeah, he works for Ducey. I psh, walked right in. You know what I'm saying? Went to the Ducey Lounge, met a bunch of people, networked, had magazines with me, showing people it. And then Math pulled up. And then I'm like, yo, because we had spoke over the phone before. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm champ, bro. Da, da da. He was like, oh word. He was on live. He turned his live off. He's like, yo, what's up, man? Da, da, da. We sat down and talked for like an hour and change. And then, you know, he told me to come by the show on Tuesday. And that was Uncle Murder and Tony Ayo. And
0: oh, the best that was that when was, that I was sat with interview. them. Oh, my god, yeah,
1: them dudes is, is different, especially Yayo. Shout out to them. Um, but what, what started happening is that as every episode uh commenced, I knew a lot of the people that were coming in the, in the sh- in, uh to sit in the chair. So I knew Murder, I knew Yayo, I knew Crooked Eye, I knew Joel Otis, I knew Albie Al, I knew Smith and Wesson. You know what I'm saying? So it became a thing. like, was like yo, what up? What you doing here, bro? Da, da, da. But that's because prior to that, I was running around everywhere. Yep, you did the work. You know what I mean? I don't sit down. And I still have, I'm going to that mindset till I'm 60. Even when I'm big and I'm a multi-millionaire, whatever, and I got all kind of businesses and shit going on, Even you I'm saying still going to go prove. outside.
0: Even you sitting in interviews and saying, I had to prove myself. Those words are so key, I feel. They're so vulnerable.
1: Yeah. And, that, and a lot of people, not to cut you off, a lot of people have the ego issues. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, me going into math space, like, I didn't mind cleaning the shop. I grabbed because I noticed a lot of missing shit, and that's what, like, part of why, a, 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 a key into why the magazine propelled the way it propelled because I seen a void in the market. Hmm. I'm always good at seeing what's missing. And I sat in that shop and I was like, There was a transition that happened, which I'm not going to speak on because I wasn't there for all of that nonsense. But there was a transition that happened, and I was like, okay, I see this shit needs to be swept. The garbage needs to be changed. Ain't nobody pouring nobody drinks. Everybody kind of got to try to kind of figure it out. You know what I'm saying? It it wasn't like a a huge amount of organization. And and I don't put that on math or anybody there. It's just that there was things happening that shifted the energy there. And you know what like what you saying?
0: said, there was something missing. That person yeah. to come in and say, these things matter.
1: Yeah, it's not even saying sometimes some people don't
0: even see that.
1: Yeah, I just did it. Like, I, like I, I talk to Chastity all the time. Um, uh, the, the, shout out to Chastity. Yeah, shout out to Chastity, <laughs> my little sister. And she said, you came in here like you belong there. I came in here with a camera.
0: But that's, and, honestly, you know what that's said. what it sounds to me anywhere. Like, you're talking about, oh, I walk into places and... I acted like the bouncer. No, that energy of just be you—you you saying you belong. Yeah. That manifestation you would, you have like
1: muy importante.
0: Yes, bien importante. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, that's a fact.
0: What intrigues you about interviewing? Because I mean, you—you're you, sitting with a current. You're sitting with the legends. You're sitting with. What is it about interviewing that you love? What is it about the conversational
2: pieces? I was
1: so, I've always loved interviewing people, but you know, an interview is just asking people questions. Like if you like to learn, then you're naturally interviewing people, hmm. right? So I've always been inquisitive. So to be in a space, I mean, prior to math and me coming home, I was interviewing people in yes. prison, and then I and was. That's going-
0: crazy too, because I mean
1: yeah over they're the saying phone. all
0: right champ is gonna call you from prison they're like what would you what kind of interview yeah. is this you got somebody calling me from prison
1: they jacked it though Amazing. shout out to casanova two times Shit. and all of them, uncle murder benita butcher yo he was like yeah because their people's inside is calling them out there and they like yo y'all gotta fuck with this you feel me it was all marketing but um what intrigues me about interviewing is getting to know somebody on a level that you didn't know them before the one thing that's disappointing to me is meeting your heroes and, and, and them not being who you think they are. It's mad people I met and I'll be like, yeah. Oh, you're a bird. How the fuck you get rich, nigga? You're a bird, bro. You're a clown. I this. Word. It's 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 sad. I was in um Atlanta and I met somebody that I, I highly look up to. That's a big name in the industry. And uh I'm not gonna mention his name you know but uh, someone of notoriety introduced me to him and uh, uh, and that person is my guy and I said what's up to him he pulled me in he was like yo what's up looking down at me I'm like yo what's good man how you doing I hold my composure you know yeah. what I'm saying I I done been shot at stabbed I, whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen mm-hmm. but I'm like yo what's up man listen yo respect salute yo you doing your thing really appreciate what you've done and what you're doing for the culture man we'd love to have you or your artists on the show boom 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 he like, I know who you is. My people will reach out to you. And I'm like, all right, cool. I caught, I caught it quickly. I'm like, all right, cool. But then I'm looking and I'm like, yo, why is this nigga surrounding me like that? I'm like, what the fuck? I ain't come here. I ain't come over here with no negative energy. You know what I'm saying? But I guess that's the type of time they on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and I was he just he
0: depressed. Like, even like, yeah, yeah. I know. Who you, like, and we in, in
1: a know who who club. We in a loud ass club. Like, all
2: right.
1: Yeah, he's like, my people get in touch with your people. I know who you are i like, all right, all cool. Right. All right, bro. And I kept it moving. But then even some interviews, you know what I mean? Like uh, an interview that disappointed the shit out of me was Lil C's. Hmm. I love Lil C's. I love
2: Lil C's. He's a great guy,
1: but he got too drunk. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. He
1: got fucking smacked. We clown him clown him about that shit to this day, but we love him. That's our brother. We love him to death. He got to come back.
0: Well, shout to him because he gave me a good one. So you're going yeah, to have sober, send right? people to mine. He wasn't drinking Tito's, <laughs> no, right? No, he was, he was exactly.
1: sober. His fucking people's was fucking loading them up with Titos, man. In big <laughs> cups like this. Yeah, here, here, See's, But um he's a good dude, so he he's exempt from you what get I'm it, talking yeah. about. But there's some other people that I was just like, yeah, it's all about you. You don't really give a fuck about nobody else. Yeah. So now, just, I, and, and if you see me like this in the interview and I'm like this and I ain't really saying nothing, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> because I'm not jacking that much. No, we
2: know.
0: So with you saying that I have a. I I want to know right now, right? I feel like media. We run the narrative,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Right now, there's a lot going on. I feel like it's overexposure.
2: Mm-hmm. We
0: got a thousand pods of this. We got radio swaying. We got the news swaying. Mm-hmm. Do you feel a responsibility right now?
1: Oh fucking yeah! Hell fucking yeah! I feel a responsibility. Motherfucking right. I love that. High free. Uh. Because I'm 40 years old, so I come from an era of music and talent, and uh, a time where it was limited, Mm. right? Where you not not even limited, but the access was limited. Where you had to be like really nice, and you had to really be dope to to catch somebody's ear and get on, right? And now there wasn't
0: many spaces. Like there wasn't. wasn't. Now there's a hundred slots. Back in the days, there was three slots. You made it into those three slots, and then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: But now it's, it's it's the relationships. Because, like you said, there's a thousand paws, there's a thousand rappers, there's a thousand producers mm-hmm. that have access to this advanced technology. Mm-hmm. And it's a numbers game. Like, the the, 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 the labels look at the numbers and yes. stuff like that. They'll take somebody that went viral on TikTok off a 10-second fucking clip and yep. give them a $2 million deal, but they ain't got a fucking album. Mm-hmm they yep. have no growth and development they have they never had an A&R before they don't know mm-hmm. what artist development is mm-hmm. all these elements that created the legends that we know that's right right the Jay Z's the J. Cole's and the Kendrick the longevity Lamar's,
0: of that kind of music
1: the Thomas like let's music. be real yeah so I, I super feel responsibility that's why I, I fuck with my, my brother Bunky Bando you know what I'm saying Shout Because to Bunky. yeah he's a, like a fully developed artist you know what I'm saying he has the look he has the lyrics he's wise he has the energy he knows how to create hit records mm. so forth and so on all those different elements it takes to to have to be a star artist and stand out from everybody else in the versatility you know what i mean so i do feel a responsibility and i'm going to keep as my, my brother mecca uh from from the show um shout out to him because he's always in my ear about shit. he's an a and r a real a and r so i learned so much from him as well and he Gives me so much game about like, yo If you're gonna work with an artist, tell them just to be their authentic self You know what I'm saying? If they already molded a certain way, you're just helping to refine them And make them better That's it, but don't try to stunt their creativity Because if you look at all the greats None of the people that helped them get in the game Stunted their creativity The Lil Wayne's The Drake's The Nicky's All of them And your album needs to sound like a movie the album needs to sound oh like a movie. Oh, my goodness. Take us have...
0: back to that. Yeah,
1: Life After Death. Even, like, you know, Good Kid, Mad City.
0: Oh, man.
1: Um, J. Cole's Born Sinner. Mm-hmm. Um, the Game Documentary. Uh, Death Certificate. Ice Cube. Doggy Style. Chronic oh 2001. What? Fucking damn Every Jay-Z album. Um, like, you listen to it, and it takes you on a journey without you having to see any visuals. That's right. Like, you got to remember, like... The classic albums we like didn't have a video for every song because we just vibed. With it. We felt that shit. When okay. Kendrick, fucking, had oh the skits God. of hit them them doing a uh, them doing a drive by on somebody, and then the nigga brother got shot. That was the driver. You felt that shit without having I felt to see that it. Without
0: having to see it. That's
1: right. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that artists these days need to make your albums sound like movies. If you make it, if you make it sound like a movie sonically. It will be timeless, I'm fucking telling you. Listen to life after death, yo. That's your template. Yo. Yeah.
0: I-, I love what we're talking about here. Yeah. I'm loving it. Now we're getting into mental health. Yeah. And I am super, super, super excited about this event coming up for you.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my first one.
0: For what you've been through. Mm-hmm. For how far you've came. We're gonna get into that um, being that figure, being taking that responsibility.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How much it's needed right now, and I feel like back in the days, we we didn't see how everybody grew up. We weren't seeing how there wasn't access to your type of living. So my whether I was going through abuse, whether I was going through poverty, where I was, it was a different type of. We, we were stronger, I feel. I feel...
1: Because we came we, from a place of pain. But we all had this... It was all the same feelings. Yes. No matter, like, what's, what, where you grew up or whatever. If you grew up in poverty, which is the theme, in the hood or whatever, it was the same type of emotions. Right? It was... You were poor. Yep. And a lot of times when you was poor, you was happier. Oh, my right? goodness. <laughs> um, there was more community... Yep. Base right, like you know, Miss Roberts next door. Beat your oh ass if your mom's ain't ass. home. Um,
0: I had so many of those ladies that now I love them, but back in the days I used to curse them out. Yeah, like, oh, here comes Lucy down necessary. the block.
1: Yep. <laughs> she's
2: gonna, she's gonna get it, me.
1: It took a village, but the the feelings of uh you know of anxiety of of stress of yep. of of trauma in general of the things you're seeing, um the violence you know the drug use. Uh, All of these different elements, all these different elements is the same thing in every hood, Mm -hmm. no matter where you go. And I think now it's gotten like worse. It's gotten way worse because I don't want to go like too deep into this shit, but like on some public health issue type shit. It's gotten worse because of access. There's more access to yes, shit. Yes,
0: that's that's right? what I was trying to get to.
1: Yeah, we have more access to guns. We have more access to, to to sex. Like Everything. right, uh, drugs. It's just all the tap of
0: a button now. Yeah, before or, it was if you didn't read, you didn't know too much. Or if right? you didn't
1: know somebody that knew somebody. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then even when you knew somebody knew somebody, you didn't broadcast that shit. You wasn't online talking about you. I just shot eight niggas. Yo, you next. Click, click, bow. You know what I'm saying? Like You didn't see that back in the days uh, Exactly So um, it's it's the access The advancement in technology And stuff like that That kind of fucked a lot of things up But again it's the same thing over and over And when you talk about Mental health awareness And the reason why a lot of people Are doing the things they do It's more reactory Than it is Than it is like uh, What's the word I'm looking for? premeditated yes they're more premeditated so when you see somebody running down the street half naked or something like that just yelling "Ah, whatever the case may be there's a reason for that excuse me that reason could be drug use it could be the way he grew up could have got raped Mm could have been a, a multitude of things and because the access is limited when it comes to mental health I would say not reparations but mental health reform right uh it's gotten out of control. It's gotten out of control. And the point of the event that I'm I'm doing on February 25th is to raise the awareness even more, but also have some type of solution for it, right? So a lot of the, pe- the people I have on the panel are solution-based. I, I know we can sit there and talk about the problem all day, but how are we going to solve it? Yes. You know what I mean? How are we going to fix it? And, and that's the things that we we'll, And that's we'll what I feel now. like
0: we're focusing too much on now. I feel like... Instagram helps you broadcast the problem,
2: but
1: mm-hmm. who's
0: there to solve it for that person? Who's there helping these people? Who's there? So now we have people posting their problems, other people taking from their problems, mm. almost even making fun of their problems. Like, it's it's a world of, it's like a cycle of,
1: yeah. like a spiral. It's a cycle, spiral. Of, it's a cycle a spiral. of shit. Yeah. It's a cycle of shit. I don't, um, I've never been the type of person to, like, really broadcast negative shit on my page. Um, I like, I say stuff in my stories because I'm triggered. Mm -hmm. I heard or I seen something, so I'll say something and I don't know, man. Motherfuckers always think I'm talking about them. And it's like, I'm not talking about you.
2: If the shoe fits, wear it though. Yeah. Yeah, You know what
1: I'm saying? Don't apply, let it fly. But Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) for the most part, I understand I'm an older guy now. Like, I still, sometimes I have a mindset of like, I'm still in my 20s. But I know I'm an older dude, and I'm I'm leading in many ways, so I'm careful about the things I post, the things I say, how I say it, and because I I just want to be a teaching source. You know what I mean? I just want to be an example. Like, damn, this nigga did four bids, plus he was a, he was in juvenile, so really five. He got his education at 35 or something years old helped to create a brand and came home and got with this dude and then evolved to this. Shit, man, I ain't fucking around no more. Mm. I could do that too. And motherfuckers got a, a lot of, a lot of yo, low-key, a lot of motherfuckers got the bag, and they can do it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's just that a lot of times they be caught up in the turmoil of the pride, grits and grammar. that
0: pride. I feel like we need more vulnerability out there. We need to show what it takes. The vulnerability is how to get through. Yeah,
1: show when you broke. Stop showing when you got it. Like, if you are a creator of some shit like that's what I want to see and I'm I'm mad I didn't do that like when I when I had the chance to like when you fucked up and you going through it show, show that, that shit and then show your evolution you'll grow a crazy following cuz people will be like I relate to that shit. If I wish I had a camera when I was in when I was locked up. right? Yo. <laughs> I wish I had what a camera. What happens
0: with there. that try rewind a little bit. What happens in those situations where a CEO takes advantage. Are you in a? Are you? Do you ever get into the position where you're out of jail and now you get those CEOs in trouble? Did they ever get in trouble for what they did to you? Like, how does that work? No,
1: I mean, I mean, you know, we still have a certain code. Of, I still have a certain code of ethics, especially at that time. Um, well, I'm not even gonna say that. At that time, like when I would, when the times I got beat up by the CEOs, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't even a code of ethics. It was really fear, fear of reaction because. When I got beat up in Katsaki in 2001, after it happened, I was like 17 years old. So after it happened, the OGs in uh, the, the uh, SHU, which is a special housing unit, the box, told me like, yo, you know, you can go to a lawsuit, this, that, and the third. But then I had another nigga telling me like, nigga, don't do that shit. They're going to beat you up every jail you go to. Seriously. And that resonated more to me than me putting in a lawsuit and getting my ass kicked around the fucking... And that's for that the rest street of my smarts, bed.
0: too, because, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We come from that, so we know. Yeah,
1: and then I'm looking at examples of older niggas that get beat up everywhere they fucking go because they want to be super law niggas. Like, they, they want to write up everything. They, they want to drop grievances. They want to wow. They want to do lawsuits on every little thing. Yo, you didn't give me my package this month. I'm putting in a lawsuit. Next, like, next thing you know, you know y'all are Teeth missing... Maybe missing a scrotum, who knows? You heard? <laughs> you never know. Not <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you never know. Pause. <clears throat> Shit gets real in there, but I wasn't I was <laughs> I was more so I was uh moved by fear. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn man. Alright, these niggas beat me up or whatever, I'm gonna hold it down. And it actually is a weird paradigm because it actually they actually respect you a little bit. Like, when you, when you hold it down, it's fucked up. It's a fucked up way of no, thinking. It's a I, fucked up way of looking trust at it. Me, I... But, you know, in, in the situations I had, I always fought back. Wow. It wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, they just jumped on me and beat yeah, me up. Yeah, yeah. No. I always had the opportunity to set it off or they hit me and I hit them back or we just wrestling and throwing mm-hmm. each other around. And there's a certain level of respect that happens after that with certain officers. Like, they'll come to the assembly like, yo, you good? You know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. Fuck out of here, yo. Get the fuck away from myself, yo. You know what I'm saying? But on Rikers Island is where that's more prevalent. Mm-hmm. Upstate New York, it's a little different. Upstate New York, them, 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 them fucking Jolly Green Giant motherfuckers up there, they will leave you. You know what I'm saying? You lucky to get by, just take it, at, take it with a grain of salt. And my mindset was, yo, this ain't my environment. This is not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not gonna be here for the rest of my life. That's right. All right, y'all got it. Y'all got it. All right, cool. Y'all got one up on me. It's cool. Mama won't find you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mama will be looking for but, you. Right. Find you. Yeah, yeah. but sorry, on Rikers Island, it was a little different because we used dealing with our own people. That's right. A lot of Latin people, a lot of uh, black people. And, um, you know, a, a, a cop on Rikers Island would take his bed off and be like, come on, come in the back. And he'll shake with you one on one. You know what I'm saying? You you shake with them one on one, but you can get beat up, or you can beat them up, or it's a tie, or whatever. But it's a level of respect that happens after that. Like, all right, you good? All right, we straight. Next, you know, you locking out for the for the night. You on the phone longer. You might get some some Popeyes What or are McDonald's we hiring? What are we you. hiring? This was during the time I was in there. Jeez. I don't know what's going on now. This is when I was in there. But it's um it's it's a it's a funny paradigm. And, and the other the other side of, to it is that we be disrespecting the shit out, out of our own, like, race of COs, mm-hmm. especially on Rikers Island. But that Willie Lynch shit is real. Because when niggas go upstate... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. Okay, sir. Da-da-da. Like, it, 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 they invoke and they set that fear in you off the rip. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's really psychological from way back in the slave days. And... If, if you're smart, you understand, yo, I'm on a plantation right now. That's just what this is. I'm on a plantation. And that I got beat up a lot because I came in on a Rikers Island mentality. Mm. I came in thinking, oh, if, if the police said something to me that, that 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 was disrespectful or whatever, I'm going in his mouth. I learned that shit early on. Like, nah, bro, you wildin'. Some niggas try to kill me. You understand what I'm saying? So after that first instance... I was like, all right, I'm going to calm my ass down. And then I went to another jail. After that first instance, I went to Comstock. I went to the box and went to Comstock. And when I got there, um, I got into an issue with a, a gang member. Beat him the fuck up in the yard. And uh, the police beat me up. They beat me up for beating him up. You're creating disorder in our jail. Get him the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, all right, so I can't beat people up. If I feel disrespected, my peers, I definitely can't set it off on them. Right, I'm gonna just tuck my tail and be a bitch. No disrespect. No, no. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, I didn't. I still kept wilding.
0: I mean, and at the end of the day, you got your degree. You you started. Yeah, but that other was later in life, do. yeah. I was an adolescent
1: me. at that time, I was young. But, but all it of took this, a long but time. But it
0: took all of that to get to where we are here today. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for those experiences, if it wasn't for those teachings, if it wasn't for you taking the fact... I mean, I know this is retrospect, right? I know that you're looking back right now and you're able to put everything into a whole... Like, you're able to to analyze everything. Right. But the fact that, Champ, the fact that you could look back and literally take a teaching, whether it was from adolescence, mm-hmm. whether it was from the last time you were in there, whether you took a teaching from every single time you yeah. took a you you took that and made it into something
1: yeah
0: it created a new champ every single time to the champ we have today
1: yeah lemonade now Ain't no more lemons
0: and where does, where the name champ comes from
1: champ comes from
0: uh i mean you a champ i there's no yeah. i don't even have to ask it like that because it's obvious that. i appreciate
1: that now that <laughs> but, come, that come from when i was younger um
0: Oh, so they knew they marked uh, they you was, with the champion. Yeah, because
1: I used to, when I used to go visit like my moms in the uh, projects. My moms used to live in Rapper Projects,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so I used to go there, and I used to always be fighting, always be fighting. So like, the hustlers and all that over there that my moms was working with or whatever, they used to be like, "Yo, he here, a here, little champ, he a little <laughs> champ. You just be socking people up to the head, no 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 And that shit just stuck with me. So I used to tell, like, it wasn't until I got like older I used to tell people, "Yo, my name's Champ. Don't call me Michael. Don't call me this. Don't mm-hmm. call me my, my name, Jim. Hey, fuck out of here. Yo, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what's a trigger word for me. And a lot of people got beat up behind this because we take... We know what this word means from where we from. Mm-hmm. Somebody calls you a chump. There's been times I'm in places because I'm a cool dude. I'm talking about in prison. I'm a cool dude. Every, you know what I mean? I, I chop it up with people. I'm kind-hearted, whatever. They be mistaken, that shit. And I remember a few times when I used to gamble back in the days I, I would be gambling and they'd be like you, you lost nigga you ain't no champ. you a chump mm-hmm. like, automatically it's like a trick like automatically I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on you I don't care how big you are who you are whatever and that's part of mental health shit you know what I'm saying I'm not trying to glorify that negative shit but that's there's like I have trigger words that I'm still to this day mm-hmm. working on. Like if somebody turns their back on me, when I'm talking to them, like literally we talking and I'm trying to be cool and calm and you're aggressive and you just turn and walk away, I'm going to jump on you. That it, it is fucked up, right? Those are triggered because I seen my pops do it to my moms. I seen my pops do it to me. I seen my moms do it to me. Mm-hmm. I see my grandmother do it to my moms and I seen how it made them feel and how it made me feel. So now as I got older, somebody does it to me, I'm like, nah, now, this is the only way to handle it. You'll shit. never turn your back on me again. But I, I'm, I'm conscious and I'm aware of it. You know what I mean? So fortunately, I haven't been in that type of situation since I've been home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's
0: crazy is I love that you mentioned that because I feel like when we talk about mental health, right, and we talk about getting the help and we talk about getting the therapy and we talk about healing, people think you're not triggered. People think, Oh, you, think you're, you're healed. Like you're just not. Nah, you're supposed nah. to be and there's it's about how you learn to deal mm-hmm. with these triggers. So you're growing every time, every time somebody turns their back on you and you deal, and you don't react, wow. That was that's a new piece of healing I just did for myself. Yeah. And this is constant. Mental health is something we have to work on constantly.
1: Yeah. I think as long as as uh people are conscious of what it is. If you accept it, like, if you accept that there is an issue mm-hmm. and you know where it stems from, then you can do better in trying to not fix it, but mend it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like not put a, like put a band-aid on it to, to help it heal over time. To wear scabs and then the scab peels off and now you're good. It's just a little a little chink in your armor now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's about being conscious of it. And then in progressing even more, that's why I started going to therapy when I first came home because I knew I had issues. I'm not... All well, the shit I went through, I'm not normal. I know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's really normal? But right. I was like, I keep going in and out of prison. Like, it's like it's okay. Like, I don't like being around women. Like, I don't like getting money. Like, I don't like being around my family. or Like... I don't like being around, you know, my nieces and nephews birthdays and Mm -hmm. when they graduate in school and
0: like i ain't missing out on life. Like you really had a whole life, a family, Yeah,
1: people dying, like all that shit. Like and another thing for me is that the the reason why I work as hard as I work, because I lost so much time. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing with me. When young boys come up to me and ask me like, yo, you know, I want to be like you like you be going hard. I'll be like, you don't want to be like me. No, you don't, cause you're gonna have to get stabbed. You're gonna have to get shot at. You're gonna have to lose people. You're gonna have to go in and out of prison for 24 years of your life. Yada, yada, yada. It's, it's more so you being you. Understanding who you are. What is it you're passionate about? Passionate about, and then taking it and running with it, and sticking to that shit to the wheels fall off. Don't let, don't digress. Hmm. I don't believe in that whole oh. Uh, you got to believe in multiple things. And if something, you know, if you throw it to the wall and it sticks, then you stick with it. Nah, whatever you're, you when you feel that shit, you get goosebumps. When you make a record and that shit is it. smacking, you feel goosebumps. <laughs> that's how he, that's his purpose. That's what he want to do. Mm-hmm. And he's going to win at it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Me, I like, I like networking with people. I like making shit happen. That's my thing. I just want to make shit happen because it makes me feel good. And that's why I'm outside all the time, every day, networking. It could be I, I, could have, I got a thousand things on my vision board right now, but if Bonky call me and be like, "Yo, champ, I was thinking about that, dot worry Wait, hold on a second. I'll call. I'll be making. I'll make sure, I'll make it connect, and I'll get a thousand other calls like that throughout the day, and I'll make shit connect. You know what I'm saying? So.
0: Well, all I gotta say is that for the gatekeeper situation, I'm happy you're one of the gatekeepers right now. I'm happy you got the key because you you gonna show what it should be. This is community, champ. What you're doing, what you came out to do, the wait, thousands wait. of things you're going to work on doing.
1: You're right. Oh, wait, hold on. I just want to go back a little bit. I'm, I, don't want, I don't I don't. think I'm a gatekeeper.
0: No, so I said you were like a negative. new type of oh, gatekeeper. Oh, a new type.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I'm Let's sorry. clear that. Okay. Let's
0: definitely clear that because I agree too. Yeah. That's why I asked that question about mm-hmm. gatekeeping because to me it's like, when are those that have been in that seat Gonna get up and say, "I'm tired of sitting here. Somebody else gotta come here. Let me take the next step. Let me go mm-hmm. to the next thing." Mm-hmm. So I feel like it has the industry. I feel like sometimes we complain about where music is and where, and I feel at the same time, the OGs are not putting in the work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's teach. Let's be out there more with the kids. Let's let's morph the music. Let's say, "Yo, let me get that drill song. Come over here." come over here let me show let me throw a little boom 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 boom, boom, (laughs) and see if you like this how it sounds like this yeah and wait and let's clean up the vocabulary a little bit let's say this i know what you mean by that but i feel there's not enough of that Mm. and we're doing exactly what's happening in our hoods
1: that's that's the problem is that art is imitating life and vice versa Instead of it being a thing so where it's like... So
2: we're missing like, out. Yeah. Let me tell you but, the... but
1: listen, no, but look, the, but there's a deeper reason for that. The deeper reason is that there's policies and things in law put in place that keep men, specifically Latino black men, out of the community. Mm-hmm. That is a fact, right? Mm-hmm. So fact. the policies are, you know, we, the, the woman can't have a man in the house if she's on welfare. Mm-hmm. Think about that one thing right there, how that just fucking Crazy. breaks down the whole family so structure true. in the hood, right? Compared to how it was back in the days, mm-hmm. right? You don't have a man in the house, the woman has to depend on welfare, the child has to depend on welfare, and now this man is either locked up or in prison because you have all these different fucking elements in our neighborhoods, the liquor, the guns, the drugs or whatever, and we feel like we need to go indulge in that to take care of them. Yep. And next thing you know, we're, we're gone, we're exited out all the way. Then we come home from prison and what happens? The roles switch. Now I got to depend on my woman to get up,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Everybody, I mean, every man doesn't think the same way, but some men are super dependent upon women for them to, to excel. And it shouldn't be like that because it wasn't like that back in the days. My our grandfathers and great grandfathers, they worked their ass off and took care of everybody. Here, uh, here Lucille, take this check. Uh, I took what I need, that's for the house. Yep. Right, and those 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 men, because of policy and things like that, have been pushed out over the decades. So that's one of the reasons. It's not just all you know on you as an individual. Mm-hmm. There's elements outside of you Definitely. that push you in that direction.
0: Definitely. Yeah. You need to do a tour. Going to high schools, please. I'm a high school teacher. Oh yeah, no, I got. Also kids, check it. I do.
1: Let's I, talk um, about
0: it. Let's talk yeah, about that. I,
1: I got. Uh, I just got my vendor's um, license with DOE. Oh. Yeah, so I start. Well, hello. I got to go into school. Come to my school, school first.
0: <laughs> yeah, just tell me. We're right know. here on Pennsylvania Avenue.
1: Oh, in the east. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's that's what's up. Yeah. I got to go to PS328, two three and then there's another school in Coney Island I got to do, too. So they they putting together my schedule now.
0: Yo, Jeff is known for years. Yeah, like I already east know. New York, so I'm yeah. going to tell you. My young souls will really benefit from just the conversation that we had today. Yeah, let's do it.
1: I, do I got it. a lot to say to them, and they gonna listen.
0: So wait a minute. You're not producing no shit. Like you gotta be. I know you're creating a movie somewhere. Movie I know-
1: shit. Um, I'm working on it. Uh, all I'm all right. All right. I'm working right. on a docu, a docu uh, situation. Um, it's gonna come. It's gonna come soon, pause. Uh, but I, I still got some. I still got some more groundwork to lay. Like I just, I just put together uh, my electronic press kit like two months ago. But
0: you, you know did what I'm saying, it. huh? You did it on top of everything. Yeah, else you're doing. but I had,
1: I had, I had to, I had to put work in first. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, yo, I want my EPK. But somebody look at it to be like, yo, what this motherfucker don't do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, I, I got, I got some ideas and some things that's going to come to fruition. By the end of this year,
2: I'm so you know I
1: work with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. too.
0: Talk, can we talk about that? Yeah, a I was bit. gonna say. Wait a minute, you was okay. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about that.
1: Um, so I met Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's running for president of the United States. Um, when he came to the show, uh, my man, shout out to my man Tremel. Tremel brought him to the Math Hopper show. We did a dope ass interview with him. He, we were actually the first platform that he came on. Pause. Shit. Um, that Can't uh, say nothing he visited. All no right, I, I, I'm gonna leave it on. He he was a, <laughs> we were the first platform that he came on as far as a podcast. He never did a podcast before us, as far as an urban podcast. Okay, so he came on there, told his story. We sat there for about three hours. I was like, yo, dad, this dude did a lot of shit. Like I was just listening most of the time, and then uh, we, we me and him had a a, a sideball conversation, and he was like, well, champ, tell me about yourself. And I was like, well, Bobby, um, my name is Michael Smith-Baker. And I turned the educational part on and shit. Immediately. And he was like, oh,
2: just, just calm down, calm down.
1: I'm like, all right, listen, my nigga, right? So check it, right? Nah, I ain't, I ain't do that. <laughs> but I was like, we had, a, we had a, a great, you know, informal, in-depth conversation. And he was like, "Tramel, I like this guy. I think he should be a part of our campaign. And Tremel was like, yeah, I think he should, too, because he's like, he has his foot on the ground. Mm-hmm. He'd be outside and da 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 da. So I started off as a delegate. And um, uh, as a delegate, what you do is like, you go to different states um, as a part of the campaign and like, get people to sign up and come to rallies and stuff like that. So at first, I was a little apprehensive, but then I, I was like, you know what? No, this is, I need to do this in order to excel to something more. Right. And I literally, I was only a delegate for like two weeks. And then he was like, nah, oh, we need you as a staff assistant. Because I started making certain things happen. I got him on, uh, I got him on Vlad TV. I got him on Earn Your Leisure. I got him on, uh, what else I got him on? I'm on a bunch of stuff, man. I don't even remember everything. But he got on the podcast and platforms that, that mean something. You know what I mean? And um, I told them, I think it's a good idea. For him to do that because he can speak directly to like the youth. Because the youth is not watching CSNBC and all of that other nonsense and CBS and ABC. They're watching the podcast. So they didn't even listen to the radio. Exactly. And uh, oh, yeah, I bought him on a Young Jock show, Young Jock uh, morning show in Atlanta, too. And uh, every interview, he just (laughs) knocked it out the park. You know what I'm saying? So they was like, yeah, now you need to be a staff assistant now. And I've been on since last year, July. Just came back from Atlanta with them um, for MLK Weekend. And we we uh, link with Killer Mike.
0: I'm so um, excited for you.
1: Yeah, thank you. We did a, uh, we'd be we, uh, working on a record. The record is almost done with um, Turk from the Hot Boys. Drummer Boy did the beat. Uh, Boosie. Shout out to Boosie. <laughs> Boosie, funny as hell. Um, <laughs> I could imagine. Uh, Jazzy Faye. Uh, Scrap, he's getting on there. Justina Valentine, I love um, Justina with. That. Yeah, it's I gonna be. I love Justina. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, we, we'll talk after. Uh, that's that's the homie. I just interviewed her not too long ago, um, and uh, some other some other artists. I'm trying to get some artists from New York to jump on the record because it's gonna be like a We Are the World kind of record. Um. but it's called Standing on Business. So. Um, that's
0: the theme got, for twenty twenty four. I don't wanna
1: hear it. Yeah, we actually got RFK. <laughs> I had posted on my gram, we actually got him to say, Hey, this is RFK and I'm standing on business. Like he said business. <laughs> like he ain't say business. You know what I'm saying? You so, said it how
0: we like him to say
1: it. Yeah, he said it on some on some <laughs> southern shit. But um yeah, so we did that. I met with some dope people. Uh, shout out to uh, Ray Daniels, uh my guy from The God Show. Um I had a great time out there, and um, we took care of a lot of work. But um, I'm going to continue in this, like, political sector. I like it. I like it a lot.
0: I like it for you. I see it. Yeah,
1: because I want to change we need, policies.
0: Yes. That's, that's we what I We need do. more of you. We I need that, that in the politics.
1: Yeah. To and help I told us them.
0: trust more. It'll just, I just feel like, you know, the kids right now, that's what they need. They need figures where they could say, okay, I'm going to respect the cop. Mm-hmm. on the corner of the street just because there's certain things. Because Ch- I saw Champ and he enlightened me on something and next time I get approached by a police officer, I'm going to do a little different.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I feel like that's what we're missing. We're missing that. I-, I know at the same time, they are abusing of us. Yeah, there's a lot of, we, we already know, right? Mm-hmm. We already know what's going on in the system and what it's created to do to us. Yeah. But at the same time, who's teaching our kids right. how to beat that?
1: I think one of the key things, and I'm gonna leave it at that at this, is that um we gotta just be ourselves, like don't try to suspend who we are. Even on the campaign you know it's political, so it's like a certain etiquette, it's a certain way you you know you speak and right. things of that nature, but they accept me for who I am. Like That's right. I'm not I'm not what you got. I didn't come from that. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning as every day progresses, I know what my value is, what I have in my power to do, and I know what's needed. So um, this is who I'm gonna be. Like when I see Bobby, I'm like, Yo, what up, my guy? Like that's what I do when I see R. K. You know what I'm saying? You be like, Champ, what's up, man? Like you know, <laughs> it's regular. I don't want to have to be all. <clears throat>
2: mm-hmm.
1: That's not me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can get that from somewhere else.
0: Yo, Champ. Yeah. Anything else we missed?
1: Nah. Make sure uh, y'all go on. Um, y'all go on Eventbrite. Go on my my um, Instagram page at Champ. M E O, and uh, click the link in the bio. It's Champion Style slash Eventbrite. Make sure y'all go get a ticket for my um, mental health awareness and business literacy event on um, that's gonna be in Brooklyn. Uh, and I think, uh, well, actually Brooklyn Ridgewood over there in that area. Um, make sure y'all follow me on Instagram. Make sure y'all watch Math Hoffer's my expert opinion show um, on YouTube at us YouTube slash Math uh, Hoffa. Uh, make sure you tap in with my my brose right here Bunky Bando okay on Instagram at Bunky Bando underscore X all right new music just did block work got on the radar we, we, we got everything coming up new videos all of that so just just tap in with us man I appreciate you shout out to the pull Yo, up show man shout out to this group my brother Don yeah shit like that we thank you thank you <laughs> thank you no problem thank you such a pleasure man you're already you're ready <laughs> <laughs>